Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and this is Lunchbox Radio. Now this is going to be a slightly shorter episode than normal because I wanted to do another um, What I'm Watching This Season episode since we have just bumped into a new season and I've like been kind of taking in what's out there and I've made a pretty sound decision on at least three of the shows that I'm just going to at the very least pay attention to for this entire season hopefully watch all of for this entire season though and those three shows are one that is one that is a second season a long time coming and two that are straight up original shows so the first one that's a second season is that i'm watching the second season of classroom of the elite classroom of the, of the elite 2 and i'll get into um that in the main portion of the episode but um definitely go check out the episode i did on classroom elite of the elite the first season which you can f- find actually not too bar- far back in the podcast feed in whatever podcatcher app you're using to listen to this right now so definitely go check that out the second thing i'm watching that uh, that has struck me as really interesting is a little show that's an adaptation of a of a kind of cult classic of a kind of cult hit manga called called the night and um so i'll touch on that and then the last thing that i am watching that i want to talk about is a (laughs) very otaku bait show and it's called vermilion gold um so if you so look forward to that but before we get into it directly i wanted to encourage you to go listen to the most recent episodes that i've done of the show of the show before this um those episodes being um the sunday edition all about violence as pure fantasy since um which was all about the production of like a hype of hyper violent anime in a cultural setting where that hyper violence is very is very likely to not happen in real life unlike a place like America where if you see a shooting in a bowling alley that has probably happened in America Whereas the bowling alley scene in many anime, not just Black Lagoon, but like Black Lagoon, um, the non-explicit version of um, Mezzo Forte, or the explicit version of Mezzo Forte, have a bowling alley massacre scene. Um, Tenjo Tenge has a notable bowling alley massacre scene. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a common trope, weirdly. Um, but, like, so definitely go check, check out that Sunday edition. And the l- last third day, the last third day edition, the last regular show, so to speak, was all about the new movie Deer King. So definitely go check out those. And now, without further ado, let's jump right into it.
Now, what I find really interesting about our first show that I want to talk about, which is Classroom of the Elite 2, is that oftentimes we want to believe that our... that, like, the media that is made at a time can never be made again. Like, the that can never happen again. And there's plenty of stuff to convince us of this. There's plenty of stuff like, um, the quality, the quality gap between something like One Punch Man Season 1 and One Punch Man Season 2. And by that I mean One Punch Man Season 2 is not the worst show ever made. But because of the team that worked on One Punch Man Season 1, not just not being able to be hired back because they wanted to get Season 2, like, airing as quickly as possible to capitalize on the popularity, there was a huge difference in quality, a huge difference in humor, all this other stuff that changed drastically between those two seasons. And everybody realized, like, oh, shit. The people who worked on this show, on the first season of this show, were kicking ass and taking names, and you can't just swap them out. Now, Classroom of the Elite of the Elite is the opposite thing. If you haven't listened to my podcast on Classroom of the Elite, I encourage you to go listen to it. Um it is picking up right where that show left off. It is all the psychological mind games. It is, you know, the main character is now, like, revealed fully to be, like, the, like, mo- the like monstrous problem that he is. And all of this stuff is, like, they, they've introduced a different game with a different set of rules. Like, a different puzzle to be solved. Um, and it... It's that show again. And that is a... That is a thing that had not been around for... I want to say over a decade. Or close to a decade. And so it has this kind of cool feel of a very old style show that is being made now. And it feels like they are making something in the style of when Classroom of the Elite came out. When really it's just that show... They're just producing it now instead of then. Um, and that, it's just, it's still a good show. It's still interesting. They're still doing the thing where they're like, they have plenty of characters where they can focus in on one character for an arc or an episode. And it's interesting. And they're using the main character to deal with other characters, like clear emotional baggage. The, the, the whole, the whole concept of the show is back and forth. So it it back and full forth. So if you liked that first season, you will also like the second season that's currently airing of Classroom Lily. I'm a little bit behind right now, but I do plan on catching up. Um so yeah, that's Classroom of the Elite.
ここは夜だぜ自由な時間だこれは僕が吸血鬼に恋をするための物語だ So the next show I want to talk about is um and I I'm doing these pretty quickly and this episode is going to be pretty Condensed and smaller than normal because I want to reserve the right to talk about these shows as like a, their own full episode once they're finished airing week to week. But I just want to kind of introduce the concept of these particular shows now because I I, I want to give I want to give you guys some stuff that I find interesting for one reason or another. Now. I am. There is a non zero possibility that I am known by some anime fans who have listened to this show for a while as the guy who called、um, Tok- Tokyo Ghoul a tone poem on the internet. Because that's straight up a thing I did. If you want to go listen to the Tokyo Ghoul episode, you can find it in the feed in whatever app you're using to listen to this right now. But. The thing that a show like Tokyo Ghoul attempts to do and doesn't do because it wants to be so much about its own tone for whatever reason is that so many, so many anime shows attempt to like capture a vibe. And it's like a specific just vibe of, of what they're trying to do. And. This, and this show, that I, this show that I'm watching, it's just like, it's a whole vibe of a fucking show. And、um, the artist's previous work,、um, I think it was called Don Kashi or Dachi Kashi, was a, was a romance show about,、um, that, involved, that was also like a, sweets, a show about Japanese sweets. And this show. Um, it's called Call the Night, and it follows this character who is just kind of drifting through his like, high school life. And so one day he decides to, like, instead of going to school, he's going to go wander around his home, ta- his home city,、uh, presumably a part of Tokyo, at night. And just, like, So, the thing, the thing that they don't tell you about cities like New York. Like, New York is not the city that never sleeps. And to some extent, that is true. But, a thing my friend Kie found out, hi Kie, when she lived on 30th Avenue, which I'm not blowing up her spot, she will probably never live in that same building ever again,、um, is. That, like, yes, there's, so, there's always something happening in the city. Like, you can always be at, like, a private club or event or something until, like, three in the morning. But there's definitely times in New York City where the big, bustling parts of the city are just empty. And, like, the only people out are, like, slightly drunk people, homeless people, or, like, city workers. Who are like garbage collectors and shit. And then generally, like from like the one o'clock to three o'clock in the morning thing. Like that. 
there's a very specific time in a city like New York. And a very specific time in cities in general. Like, lots of stuff you don't see that happens in cities, like trash collection, happens at, like, the ass crack of the ass middle of the night. Because that's when they can do it, take their time, do it well, and not be in everybody else's way. But because that's the right time, the streets are also fucking empty. And I've never seen a show or a property so, like, beautifully and accurately and, like, a s render that what it feels like to be out in that kind of aloneness. In that kind of, like, lonely world where you're the only person awake. Uh, a show that did it, um, that does it decently well is there's some sequences in um, Log Horizon where character where a character is wandering around in the middle of the goddamn night in Tokyo and nobody's out and this show I, I, I rarely I rarely say that you should like make an appointment to watch a show or like make like have a scenario where the show is best viewed in but this show but Call of the Night, because of subject matter, because of its visual quality, it's like best, it's one of the few shows I've ever seen which is like best watch by yourself at three in the goddamn morning. <laughs> a thing I have done with a couple of episodes now. And it, the reason why I say that is because it, It's all about what it feels like to be, like, a person awake and aware at that point. It's all about... It feels like a show about somebody wandering a... Like, a city with no people in it. But is also largely undisturbed and the city still operates as its own, like, unique thing. So, you get scenes of, like, the character walking by a vending machine and re the main character walking by a vending machine and realizing, oh, fuck, vending machines are really bright. I never even thought about that. And it's just, it's, like I said, this show is, is a whole vibe in, like, it's... And it's opening choice in like the choice of the way it's opening goes. It's opening kind of like puts you off kilter at a point. It's ending. It's really phenomenal. The initial end credits for the first episode are like are like top tier awesomeness. So definitely if you, I'll be watching this whole damn show. And this show is actually on High Dive. It's not on... I don't believe it's on Crunchyroll. But it's definitely on High Dive. That's where I'm watching it currently. But um, definitely go check it out. And that is Call of the Night.
悪魔それは人ならざる身にして厄災を振りまき天寿の断りに背く者血の名誉よ我が呼びかけに答えたえ<笑>お前さんが私を出してくれたのかい私はベルマとても悪いお姉さんさねえ私にしてほしいことあるのよ言ってくれなんだってしてあげるぼ僕も使い魔になってください使うのそれならお前さんの魔力をいただく私に挑もうってのかメメメルメイさんそれ以上はもうこうして悪魔のお姉さんを召喚してしまった僕は数々の困難に立ち向かいながら一流の魔術師を目指すことに金層のベルメイヤー駆けっぷち魔術師は最強の厄災と魔法世界を突き進むこれからよろしく頼むよ私のご主人さん
doing it's like hitting certain emotional beats in a way that it is like aware of like okay big boom big boob big boob demon mom in black virgin killer but also like we're gonna have a conversation about like emotionality and like emotions and like teenage feelings and all this other stuff that like every that every show at some, that every etchy show at some point attempts to have but this show seems to be doing a little bit better than most which I super duper appreciate and it has this awareness of like it, not every male character wants to fuck the, the hot demon mommy some of them are just pissed off could she like beat the shit out of their pet or something like they, they are not after ooh big boobs they're after like oh this lady seems like a bitch which is like it seems like a small change or like a change that would is guided by logic but in a genre and, and a type of show where like big boob character me want to me want to bang is like a primary directive for it to not be that for even a couple seconds is like a nice is a nice change. It's a nice change in pace. Um but yeah, so I'm also I've recently thank you AWO and a World Order. Um I have decided probably to dive into witchcraft work finally. I have notoriously only ever watched like the first episode and a half of that show. So I think I'm probably going to watch that whole show and um, a non-anime thing that I'm super looking forward to. Actually, the day this comes out, I'm recording it a day early because I'm trying to be a prepared podcaster. Shock, Kuma, shock. Um, I, I, um, I'm looking forward to watching the newest season of Harley Quinn because I, I'm excited for anything from DC where even DC's like, we gotta keep an eye on the Harley Quinn people because they're gonna, they're gonna like, make Batman have gay sex with Green Lantern or something. I don't know how, but they'll figure it out. Um, but, in any case, that's, those are kind of the three big shows that I'm watching this season that are new thing. As always, I'm always watching things I haven't seen before, like I missed in other seasons and stuff like that and all that fun stuff. So, this is where I'm going to end it for this week. Like I said, I want, this was going to be a little shorter of a third day episode just by design. Um, but if you like this podcast, new episodes come out every third day and Sunday. Sunday episodes are more metatextual. They're what I call my the Sunday editions for the show. And they are about, like, concepts or fandom or, like, animation or anything like that. And then Thursday editions are either are usually about a singular show or property. Usually I want to try and do like a what I'm watching each season show like this in the Thursday edition just so you have an idea of 
what I'm paying attention to as I watch anime just for the joy of watching anime, not necessarily to talk about it, but may eventually show up as a full episode of its own in the feed in the future. So, on that note, I've been Alex, this has been Lunchbox Radio, and I will talk to you on Sunday.